0: Hey, sports card collectors and investors! Thanks for joining me for another episode. I'm happy to report that I'm probably about 99% poison ivy free at this point, so I'm starting to look like a human again. Um, and for those that are just joining, I had it actually around my eyes and on my eyelids. So um, to, to get past that is—I'm is, feeling great to get past it. So thanks for for sticking with me. I've been taking the last couple of days just to kind of get back on track, um, but but here we are. So. Today I want to focus on two players that, of course, they are well known, they get a lot of, they have gotten a lot of attention historically, but as far as sports cards goes and basketball card investments, haven't really been talked about as much, and that's Magic Johnson and Larry Bird. Now the reason why I wanted to make a video here is because I know we, we talk a lot about new players, new prospects that are on the come up that, you know, we feel like in the next year, a couple of years, three to five years. Are going to be great, or we think are going to be the next iconic players. Um, but you know, as I've been watching this Jordan uh, Bulls documentary, The Last Dance, it's made me kind of pause a little bit. Um, and some people are, were ahead of me on this for certain, um, and it's just been kind of, you know, made me pause and look at like, well, wait a second, what about these guys that you know were coming up? Um, of course, Michael Jordan and, and Scottie Pippen and these guys, but what about? You know, the superstars before Jordan and Pippen were Magic Johnson and Larry Bird, and they dominated the 80s up until the Bad Boy Pistons took over at the end of the 80s. But, I mean, these guys, you know, they're, they're Hall, of Fame, Hall of Fame iconic players, Magic Johnson and Larry Bird. And the other thing that, you know, kind of intrigues me as I dig into their basketball cards that's different from today, or even the 90s for that matter, way different, is that basketball cards weren't really produced much at all between 1982 and 1986 leading up to that 86 FLIR set that's so iconic so I mean guys if you're thinking about it you know we always talk about scarcity on this channel I'm big on it um, just as far as as you know short-term and long-term investments go but I mean if you're thinking about okay they have their their rookie card that's 1980 tops the bird magic iconic uh, rookie card and then they don't really have much leading up until, you know, I know there's an 81 tops or 81, 82 tops. Um, but outside of that, then, then you're kind of getting into territory where there's really not much going on up until 86 Fleer. And then even then you've got 86 Fleer, 87, 88, 89. you know, I mean, there's just not. And of course, you know, there's not like today where you've got, you know, different colors and, you know, all these different variants and, and parallels to choose from. You know, you've just got basically the base cards that are graded and that's pretty much it. So, you know, I've kind of turned my attention a little bit um, to those cards and what I did was I did some research on both Magic Johnson and Larry Bird, their cards through that, that time period and I've got PSA pop, pop counts and I've got pricing that I wanted to go over because I'm thinking maybe I should turn my focus a little bit towards those cards just because there just wasn't, there's not that many options. now can you find them on eBay raw sure I mean if you search you know Magic Johnson 88 flare you'll find you'll find those in the raw but how many of those are centered how many of those are are graded how many of those have sharp corners I don't know I mean I I you know haven't looked through all the listings to be able to see which ones are gradable or and then you know of course you're looking online at pictures you hope they're gradable I mean you think they are until you get them in your hands so anyway kind of going on a little bit of a rant but I'm gonna go on this video. I'm gonna go through some cards um, and their prices. And interested in hearing you guys' thoughts. What you guys think of Magic and Larry Legend? Um, are you investing in these guys? Are you collecting them? What are your you know thoughts? Do you think that that we should be looking at these or nah? You know, let's just stick with with kind of the the Lucas and the Lebrons and the MJ's. Um, you know uh, that that we have been looking at. So anyway. I'm going to start off with the 1980 tops. This is the one that is uh, the iconic card. It's got Larry Bird, Magic Johnson, and Julius Irving, the great Dr. J on it. Now for this one, I had a hard find with, for eBay sold listings. I could not find a PSA 10 example as far as sale price goes. So I believe on my list, this is the only one that is PSA 9, okay? So this is a PSA 9 rookie card. Uh, For Larry Bird and Magic Johnson April 23rd, so you know just about a week ago this past week one of these sold for $9,800 on eBay and the PSA count Or the the population report for a PSA 9 is 603 for this card, so not mega rare, but this is you know, this is an iconic card This is like a you know Jordan rookie level type card um, you know as, as far as uh, as far as rookie cards go and, and these players so and it's just an awesome card you got the three players on it I think that it was tricky for them to to get a high grade on this card because of the way that these are cut with the three players from what I've read about this particular card and this set so I mean if you're getting one of these and then you know I would say shoot seven eight nine and of course ten I mean they're 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 pretty It's a pretty awesome card, and it's rare. Um, I mean these are tough to find So that that is my first one. I'm going to start there with kind of the the high point for for these two players Next I'm going to the iconic set 1986 Flair, number nine Larry Bird Uh, and I'm starting with the the Larry Bird cards then I'll go into the Magic Johnson cards one of these sold um, just this past week for $1,675. The PSA pop count for PSA 10s for this card is 107. So again, not not loads of these around that have been graded anyways. Next up I've got a 1986 Flare sticker number two. I love these, the 86 Flare stickers are pretty sweet. One of these sold recently for $1,354, and the PSA population count for for a PSA 10 for this card is very low at 39. So you you will not find these out in the wild too often, and $1,354 seems like a fair price just considering that there's only 39 circulating right now for this card in PSA 10. Next we would go up to uh, the 87 Fleer set number 11. The PSA 10 population count currently for this card is only 32, which is probably why it went for $1,325 recently. I really like this 87 FLIR set. I know 86 Fleer gets a lot of attention, I really like 87 and I like 88. 87 is kind of a funky out, you know, look to it. It's got a different type of design. But I really like uh, this 87 Fleer set. And there's so many iconic cards in it. Um, you know, especially, you know, I know Jordan kind of leads the way with it being his second year. But uh, this is a pretty sweet Larry Bird card. The 87 Fleer Larry Bird number 11. Next, another set that I've got, um, the 88 Fleer larry bird number nine I actually bought a raw set of this a year ago before everything kind of blew up with you know with with the recent basketball card craze i mean it blew up before a year ago but but really kind of going nuts um and i was able to buy a raw set of this for 75 dollars 88 flare um and I, i just i love kind of that bubbly look to the 88 flare too it's such a cool set so this one is 88 flare larry number nine one of these sold just this past week, for two hundred and thirty-two dollars and fifty cents in a PSA ten, and the PSA ten pop count is two hundred and fifty for this card. So, not mega rare, but again, another cool card. And, and, and you know, as we talk about this, if demand continues to rise or stays where it is, if if you know, if there is attention put on back on these players, I should say. I mean, there's just not a lot of these cards, you know, if you're thinking about these 80s cards, yes, they did start printing a lot more as you get into the late 80s, you know, 87, 88, 89, um, and then, of course, 90, you know, you're starting to get in some higher print runs, but, you know, these are not, especially graded cards, and we're talking about mainly PSA 10s, not very common, not, not very common. All right, now I'm going to move into the Magic Johnson cards. I've got four cards that I kind of picked out as, as, you know, ones that I'm going to highlight. And just so you know, these aren't all of the cards in the 80s. These are just examples of cards in the 80s, but ones that kind of stuck out to me and, and ones that I wanted to highlight. All right, so for Magic Johnson, we've got his 86 Flare, number 53. In PSA 10, the population report stands currently at 157. And these are recently selling in the, there's a few different sales, $710 to $765 range. So they're not mega expensive. I mean, I'm sure they've driven, they've risen dramatically over the last 12 months. But considering there's only, you know, there's 157 PSA 10s out there, I can see why this is priced, you know, the way that it's priced Next up, I've got the 86 Flare Magic sticker number seven. And one of these sold, um, I'm showing the last sale, and there could have been a, an April sale, but I'm showing March 31st at $1,097. The PSA 10 population count for this one is showing at only 42 currently. So there's just not many of them out there as we talk about. So it could very well be that that was the last eBay sale for this card. But like I said before with the Larry card, I, I really love these stickers from eighty six Flair and, and with this just being an iconic set, there are a lot of people that are just collecting and investing eighty-six Flair regardless of the player. It's just a it's one of those sets that, you know, if you're looking long term, it, it could be just, you know, the the kind of the, the first huge basketball set that really took off. Not not the first basketball set obviously, but the first one that was mega popular, eighty six Flair. What's that going to look like in 10, 20, 30 years, 50 years if basketball still maintains the popularity that it has? I mean, it's going to be pretty pretty huge. All right, so next up, we've got the 87 Fleer Magic, number 56. And one of these sold at the beginning of April for $281.55. PSA 10's, uh, PSA 10 population report, 50 for this. So again... There's only 50 out, out there in the wild, I mean, and, and sure, maybe there's more in grading and coming out, but, you know, you, you do have to wonder, and, and now we we probably will see with this Jordan documentary and these these older FLIR cards starting to gain popularity again, maybe people will be sending in more and more of these to PSA 10 for new grading, but it's a four, almost 40-year-old card, I mean, you know, I mean, I, I don't know, I mean, maybe there's a bunch of PSA 10s laying around, but... I'd, I just I don't know. I'd, I'd be skeptical. I, I'm a lot more comfortable with these pop reports in the late '80s than I am for you know 2018 cards that are you know these very modern cards that you know were, were just recently printed in the last couple of years. All right. So next up we've got '88 Fleer Magic Johnson, and this one sold for ninety dollars um, this past week in a PSA ten. I think they've actually gone up since then, um, but the PSA 10 pop report sits at 164. So again, guys, when we're talking about Lucas and um, you know uh, Lebrons and you know pop reports for everything, and you're thinking about all the variety, there's just no variety for for this. So this is it. You know, it's like if you want these cards from the 80s, these are the options. There's not the inserts. There's not all the parallels that you're used to seeing, which really, really intrigues me. And so it's like, do I need, should I have this, you know, in my collection? Should I be investing in these? And I think that the answer for me is probably I need to take a really hard look at at, at them and, you know, what what I think the long-term potential is. So, you know, really interesting um, kind of focus on, I, I've been focusing on Magic and Larry. These are kind of the forgotten stars. And I know with the with the Bulls documentary, you know, they're going to start talking about Dream Team and, and that sort of stuff and, and, you know, kind of digging into more of that is, is what I heard. And so... Who knows, maybe that'll, you know, affect pricing. But I would say don't sleep on Magic Johnson and Larry Bird. These guys, they're not just Hall of Fame, Hall of Fame players. These are generational type, you know, these are megastars, you know, that that were, um, you know, doing it before Jordan was. And I know that that documentary kind of talks a lot about Magic and Larry passing the torch to Michael Jordan. And it just, you know, it's like, huh, you know, what's going on with their cards? Just kind of an interesting you know, take. And I think that it's something that was worth making a video on. I am going to try to do some more follow-up and and, um, focus on some more of these types of guys. um, And we will go from there. I do have another video coming out here soon that's going to talk about Giannis, Giannis cards. Um, You know, and so I'm looking forward to putting that one out here soon. But guys, thank you very much for joining in. Um, Please Comment below with your thoughts. Um, I'm really curious and kind of opening up the conversation. I appreciate you sticking with me and watching through. And I look forward to seeing you again soon. Talk to you later.